a long wooden kendo stick at her side. Without hesitation, she lifts the stick and swings it at my head. I raise my right elbow to block her, but she's too fast. All I see is a flash of color before I'm on the ground, staring up at the blazing white-hot sun, my head throbbing. It is oppressively hot, so hot I can barely think. At least the grass is soft, sort of. Get up, Shannon bends over me. Man, it's like you've never fought before in your life. I haven't, I reply, rubbing the side of my head, making sure I'm not bleeding. Until a few weeks ago, the only physical activity I'd ever really done was a handful of squash matches in the Florence Academy gym, and dancing, of course, at various debutante balls in the Aries. Oh, Shannon says, poking my leg with her stick. I seem to recall your being in a pretty huge battle recently. Then again, you did end up in the hospital, so I would say you lost. The tone of her voice is teasing, which bothers me. That entire night is a blur. My parents' army raided the underground hideout of the rebel mystics, who retaliated with mighty displays of their powers. It ended with Violet Brooks's death and my hospitalization, and a war that continues to this day. Shannon pokes me again. What are you going to do if someone attacks you and you fall? Just lie there? Get up and strike back. I groan, pushing myself into a seated position. The surrounding field is an open square of land, though in the not-too-far distance are dozens of trees, clumped together like knots of hair, stretching their bare limbs up toward the clouds. This area, once prime farming land in upstate New York, is nothing like the shiny skyscrapers that I'm used to in Manhattan. Of course, none of the land is prime anything anymore. The sweltering heat has left the grass brown and yellow and stiff. There's been no respite for the past two weeks, ever since I left the hospital. Shannon has been drilling me every day. According to her, I'm a terrible student. I brush the sweat from my forehead and wipe my hands on my training gear, stretchy black fabric engineered to reflect heat. It can't possibly be working. I'm so hot I could explode. Now watch me. Shannon drops the kendo stick to the ground and holds up her hands. She tucks her fingers into her palms and makes two fists. Then she brings her arms into her chest until her fists are just under her chin. This is the correct position? I mimic her. Okay. Let's say I'm running toward you, ready to attack. You don't have time to run away, so you have to defend yourself. You get into this position. Then what? I think for a second. Punch? Shannon shakes her head. Her red ponytail flicks from side to side. She's barely broken a sweat. Why not? There's a flicker of light in her eyes. Try to punch me. Shannon rushes toward me. I extend one fist in what I think is a solid punch, but she smacks it out of the way, jabbing her knee into my stomach. There's a sharp pain and I'm on the ground again. Ow! I cover my abdomen with my hands. What's wrong with you? Do you get off on hurting me? Shannon gives me a wide grin. That's why you don't try to punch your opponent. You're too weak, Aria. 
What do they teach you up there? She lifts her chin and stares off into the sky. We can't see the silvery bridges and magnificent skyscrapers of the Aries from here, but I know what she's referring to. Not to fight. I roll to my side and push myself up, wiping my hands on the backs of my legs. If Shannon only knew what my life was like just a few weeks ago, shopping with my friends Kiki and Benny, parties and dinners every night, servants to administer to my every need, she'd hate me even more than she does now. At least, not physically. Shannon laughs. I can tell. She reaches out and yanks on the chain around my neck, which holds the heart-shaped locket given to me by Patrick Benedict. Another ally, now dead and gone. Dull, she says, running her fingers over the tarnished silver. I would have expected something fast.